0: There. Welcome to chapter twenty-one of Photone Clearing with Richard Herring. It's seven thirty-six AM on the twenty-fourth of April 2019. Um, day after St George's Day, although uh, someone on Twitter did tell me yesterday that they were gonna go and correct everyone because you can't have St. Days within eight days of Easter or something along those lines. Uh, so in fact, St George's Day is the 30th of April this year and that is the kind of pedantry I enjoy. But, uh, um, when we get to celebrate St George's Day? And when's St Georgina's Day? Yeah, those are the questions that many of us are asking. Anyway, this is not the place for that. Um, we're off on hopefully we got a quick morning stone clear. <laughs> um Thanks for the emails that have been coming in, by the way. Um, Simon Alley, uh, he got in touch. So really enjoying the Stone Clearing podcast. Is there any way I can get hold of one of the stones from the field? Well, at Simon, as you know, the first rule of Stone Clearing is there are no rules to Stone Clearing. The second rule is you, it's absolutely forbidden to remove a stone from the field. And except under... Ex- exceptional circumstances, and luckily a few of these exceptional circumstances are currently available for a very limited time now, Um, you can go to roholastupa.co.uk slash kickstarter and uh, for £50 you can get a stone actually from this field, probably signed by me, I might even do some drawing on it to make it into real art, in a perspex case. Plus you get a t-shirt, a stone clearing guide. There's lots of different levels if you don't want the actual stone. Uh, but uh, to be quick, there isn't long left on that. And uh if we don't hit the target then no one gets anything. So I hope you will take advantage of that. But thanks for that email. That was very timely because uh cause of the there being about a week left. A little bit more in the stone clearing in the uh the for Kickstarter. So um yeah, I've just, uh, as we've been talking, I've dug out a couple of stones with my archaeological trial, the controversial archaeological t- trial, but to be honest, if you were a stone clearer, you wouldn't criticise it if you'd ever been out there. It's easy to sit at home as an academic stone clear, which I know many of you are, thinking what you should and shouldn't do, but the, the more the spring goes on, the more this, the ground here has become concrete, it would absolutely be impossible to get any stones out of here without some kind of implement. Now I'm not saying the stone clearers of old would have had an oncological trowel exactly, but they would have fashioned something. Otherwise they were basically saying, hey, let's not stone clear Just three or four months, five, six months. It's difficult enough at this time with the crops having grown. You don't want to make things more difficult for you. And as I think I observed on the last uh, chapter, I was taking the fence there a bit heavily with the stone, which is... All my little things I have to do on one day and get caught and beaten up by the man who lives in that house. Um, yeah, I think I said in the last chapter, what was I going to say? I can't oh, it means you can easily work without gloves. You barely have to touch the dirt. You can, of course, there's still danger of being cut, so don't, uh, if you're a young, stone clear or new, don't uh, think you can necessarily clear without gloves. but uh, you can feel the warmth or the cold of the stones, sometimes it's surprising, it's a warm spring morning today, the sun just coming up, you'd feel like the stones should be slightly warm, but of course they've been under the cloak of night until about an hour ago, They're cold. But also what I like is you you can really feel the stones themselves, it's not just the temperature you should be looking for here. Hold a stone for a little while in your hand, feel the smoothness, the roughness, the sharpness the bluntness, the shape of it get to know that stone so that if you were to see it again in the future sometime you'd know hey that's one of my guys, how did you get here or nice to see you back where I put you whatever um, found a nice uh, dong shaped stone there that's called, you even got the testicles there a little bit that will be uh, uh it's like the erect penis of uh, maybe a a man with a thick but not very long penis, which, you know, I wouldn't worry about if that is you because that's a good thing. It's good, of course, it's more important. If your penis is made of stone, that's probably something to see a doctor about. But uh, that, was a, that was a lovely penis stone. Uh, I believe the, sound, the town of Penis Stone is named after one of those being discovered, a really big one in its town. Um, I think someone else has done material about that. Uh, so I'm just working on the path quite a lot at the moment, which might be annoying to other people because there's big difference. But there are some amazingly big stones still just cemented into the path. And the, and the ground, I have to say, is like concrete. That's my point about... I'm not saying stone clothes would have had a metal tool. They would have fashioned something with a point that could dig down. They weren't stupid, those sun quite the opposite. They were some of the most intelligent men in the world, that's why people feared them so much. Just as today, anyone doing this is as an intelligence that to stupid people, they seems what they're doing is stupid, but that's you could say the same about Copernicus, Galileo, stupid people, look at them and go, what are you doing mate? You know, the sun doesn't, the sun goes around the earth, you can see it happening. That's what a stupid person would think. But they looked at it and went, no, it's the other way around, mate. They go, no, that's stupid. You're nuts. Yeah, no, actually, I'm not you. I'm clever and you're stupid. And that's the same as this. Now, you might say, well, some stupid people should have asked stupid. And they could say that they're clever than everyone else. But actually, some of them must be stupid. And well, yeah, they are, but not in this case, because you have to be clever to stone clearer. So what I'm saying is stone clearers, they would have fashioned something, maybe of wood, maybe from another stone, from. Who you knows? Something with a point. Oh, you know. oh my goodness, that was a massive surprise. That was a real iceberg there in the park. I thought I was digging up just something the size of, uh, a very small penis. And it's, and it's a huge, it's a Millennium Falcon again. Uh, a toy one, but a decent size one actually that should, should go on this reasonable pile here. This is the, we're at the corner pile. I'm trying to spread all these piles into walls now, so I'm not too. I'm more concerned with breadth than height. I don't want to trap too much tension to what I'm doing, keeping this whole thing very much on the down low, <coughs> so nobody will suspect me. Um, and, and and part that's partly if you have big, as we discovered, the main can has been people signs up, people have put. Stones on it. Well, wishing me happy Christmas, or whoever had a Christmas, and uh, it draws attention. Whereas very slowly growing, very low walls of stone, especially now with under the cover of the nettles and weeds that are growing inside this field, will act as a surprise. People think, "What was that always there? Was that not always there?" They won't believe their own eyes. And uh, so, yes, you have to be clandestine. You mustn't let people know what you are doing. There are no rules to stone clearing. That's rule one. Rule two is never let anyone know in any form that you're doing stone clearing. Um, never tell anyone about it. It must be. So not in your family. Not in, my wife doesn't know. My children don't know what I'm doing. I've hinted, perhaps, just because I would love them to know that Laffaire isn't just a boring old man who's doing nothing with his life, like they think. I'm a superhero, and you know, I don't think that is too strong a word for it. In fact, I think if anything, it's not strong enough a word for it for what I'm doing. It makes it seem like what I'm doing is a fantasy, a pretend thing. But what I'm doing is real. It's here in stone. And uh, stone is the best medium. I mean, I was very, very unhappy and upset, as I'm sure you all were, about the Notre Dame fire, which happened as I was doing the last Stone Cream podcast. I didn't know it was happening at the exact same time. Um, But interesting to note that the stone bits from Notre Dame are still standing up, and it's the organic parts that are gone. And that is why, my friends, I work in the medium of stone, right, I'm going to, I have to get home quite quick today, uh, but I'm going to take a chance, and I've been clearing stones, I hope you've been able to hear the, the ping of the trowel of stones coming up, some nice ones, that uh, Millennium Falcon is definitely the pick of the bunch so far, uh, I'm meant to get back, so we're going, I've got to drive my wife into London, I've got a few appointments, and I don't want to be late, she's dealing with the kids, I should just have cut across there and done a short 20, 25 minute walk, but I'm going to try and boost it up, just for you, to a bit further So I'm going the long way round, oh it might be too far, I mean she'll never hear this luckily, because it's secret, Um, so she'll never know that I am willfully disobeying her orders, she doesn't give me orders, but you know, she strongly suggests, and gets furious with me. I do different than she says. Beat three. It's fine. This isn't. This podcast is not about that. But I'm going to. I'm going to do a bit of a longer jaunt, but go a bit faster. So I won't be stopping for the smaller stones today. That's your choice. Um, you take this at whatever pace you want. You could stay out here for 20 hours a day. That's what the original stone stonecrows would have done. They'd have slept here some even clearing stones in their sleep. But you have the luxury of living now and not then. And if you want to do this once a week, once a month, that's fine. It's going to take a long time to clear this stuff. It's like, I think I've said this before, it's like buying three lottery tickets. It increases your chances of winning, but not significantly, really, because you're not going to win. Uh, so, oh, just seen another great stone in the park here. Uh, not as good as not as good as the other one actually, but still a brown, that's interesting brown stone, sort of light tan colour. Um, about the size of a regular potato that's been gone rotten and smashed and, and and stamped on. That's what we're looking at here, but I'm feeling the crevices it's not smooth, it's wrinkled. That's what I'm talking about. Get to know your stone. Simon Wolfie, uh, another Simon. Uh, quite a lot of Simons emailing, uh, emailed in a lot of emails coming in about this uh, to say, you know, is uh, is any texture of stone better than another? Which was quite, given I've never talked about that, was quite absent of him to realise that might come up this week. Um, no, each stone is individual. They look so similar, and that to, to a casual eye, you go, well, that's just a stone. There's a stone, but when do you feel them? hold them. I'm not asking to make love to them, but treat them as lovers. Treat them as you would a post-coital lover. Rub your hand all around them. Just really get into any crevice you can find, just have a feel. That's what you do after you've made love. I'm not saying make love to the stones. I'm not saying you shouldn't make love to the stones. That's your choice. See this one is, this is a nice sized stone feels like a sort of pear, it looks like a pear that's been chopped in half. Very smooth, the chop. Last night I was out and I that sort of tragic sight of a stone buried in the ground, but it had been obviously run over by a tractor and shattered into four or five different splintered pieces. It was sad to see that stone destroyed in that way, but also beautiful because that's how new stones are born, and nature of course, as you must do, those sibling stones all stayed together, it was a hard job because so there was a big lot of shattering and I took them all to the same place and laid them together, they're a family um, Richard from Hertfordshire emailed in saying you know, I know uh, we shouldn't be making love to the stones uh, I don't know how he knew that uh, but and, you know, obviously we've discussed in the past uh, urinating on the stones, we have done that maybe this is the same Richard even emailed in about that a few episodes ago, a few chapters ago. Um, is it all right to ejaculate your sexual fluids onto the stones? Is that not even, even a better way of marking your territory and becoming one with the stones than maybe, I don't know, by some magic creating a, a stone-human hybrid that would go on to live forever and bear your gene? It's a good question, which is something I've thought about quite a lot. Um... I mean, do be careful. If you are going to do that, it's probably better to collect your gametes at home, uh, carrying them in some kind of pouch, and then deposit them um, through a pipette system, I guess. Um, You can take the chance. I mean, obviously, there's a danger of sperm death in that, which I suppose there is in just or whatever women produce as well, not, this isn't just men, whatever comes out of women, eggs and stuff, I don't know, um, yeah, sure, I mean, I don't think a woman could create a baby by putting her eggs on a stone, that's crazy, but I I think a man could do it with sperm, and there's no nothing to stop women trying, is what I'm saying, um, so, yeah, I think to do it in the field, at least, I mean, if you're in a state of very priapic excitement, you can somehow build yourself up without probably having your hand in your trousers, because that might attract attention from the other dog walkers. Uh, and then just at last minute, I mean, if you suffer from, you know, premature ejaculation, or come, you can make yourself come very quickly. Something I can't do, ladies, if you're listening. It takes a long time for little Richie, especially as he's, older man so this is turning into quite a sexy podcast again um i'm sure a lot of people are finding this very sexy uh and um then yeah you know sure you can do it direct from the source and then i think it's probably better chance of creating a baby with with a fertile stone um than you would have just with you know a bag of, of semen um uh, I, I don't know of anyone who's done it, is what I'm saying, but that's not to say you shouldn't try. So yes, Richard and Hartfordshire. Sure, wank over the stones if you want, but, uh, please, there are no rules to stones, so please be careful not to be caught doing that. This is a, this is a, uh, pastime about transgression, but I think that might be, uh, you know, I think a lot of this stuff, if the police were to come to the field, See what you're doing. I think you would probably mainly get a warning, even if you're urinating on the stones. You could say, "I'll try and get sure short." Uh, Any policeman or woman would understand what that was like. But if you had your genitals exposed and were flicking away or strumming, um, I think that may, and you may end up in court. It would a prison sentence. It would be likely after uh, three or four times. And I think it would take a lot of times to get an actual stone pregnant. I think that would be it's hard enough to get a human pregnant sometimes. So uh, my, my answer, I think, is give it a go. But I would probably use the pipette system uh, if it was me, Richard. Um, which, you know, just because we've got the same name, that doesn't mean it is me. Sorry, you know, that uh, we are, this is an adult podcast. Stone clearing is for adults, so any children listening to this, please turn off five minutes ago so you didn't have to hear that. And please don't listen any further. This is a very grown up podcast, and we're going to cover some controversial issues, Um, including whether stones can get pregnant. And, you know, I think they can. But even if they can't, you know, putting your DNA on those stones, that is a chance that in the future, someone will be able to identify exactly who you were, so your secret will. Um, finally come out after your death, which is fine. Uh, also, maybe able to, in the future, maybe to take your gametes and create a uh, clone of you, or even reanimate you in some way. And so then, in that way, perhaps that is the only way we can... C- it's worrying me, you know, because this task, I've realised, I've been doing it, you know, nine months, something like that. It doesn't look any different out here than we did before. There's a few more piles of stone but I mean I think laugh but many builders would laugh at them for the amount of work it's taken um, how am I going to do this in one lifetime and maybe the answer is it's going to take many lifetimes maybe we have to be resurrected and I don't want to be controversial to any Christians listening but is that what happened with Jesus not the wanking on the um, stones I don't think he did that I can't rule it I read it out entirely we don't know everything we did But was Jesus a stone clearer and was his resurrection an attempt to carry on clearing stones? I mean, it's something to think about. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm right. There's a lot of theories about Jesus. But if you look at Jesus's work, he, uh, he talks about stones a lot. Just this Easter, he's pushed back a massive stone. To get out of the tomb, or just because he was trying to get that massive stone to the right place in the field where it would make a brilliant wall. I mean, you know, he found that stone. That might have been what resuscitated him, just knowing that stone was there and uh, overcoming death that way. We don't know. Uh, he was that sin cast the first stone. He's saying you have to be pure. That's what that's about. To be a stone clearer. If you are pure, if you've never sinned, and I have never sinned long as you don't think weeing or ejaculating on stones, which I haven't done is a sin um, then you're allowed to be a stone clear that's what that means look for the boulder in your own eye rather than the splinter in other people's saying yeah use your eyes to look for boulders not for wood isn't it it's all there if you read between the lines uh jesus was at a time where you would literally be crucified if you were caught stone clearing so, uh, you know, I'll leave you to draw your own conclusions about that. You would literally be crucified. It's in the Bible. It's in the Roman records. Um, oh, there's the man with the of dogs. All this time just talking about wanking on stones and Jesus. I haven't been looking out for other people. And there's the man with four or five Labradors there. There is another lady in the other corner of the field. In this game of human chess, um, we have avoided... Contact so far, which is lucky. I hope no one was there. I felt there was someone scurrying behind the, the bushes in the park by the other side of the field when I just started talking about wanking on stones. Um, and I hope there weren't because I wouldn't anyone, want anyone anywhere to hear what I've said today. <coughs> oh yeah, there's the woman. I think it's a woman who's been behind a tree and now has she even got a dog? She's got a red coat is all I know. So I've been out for 21 minutes. That's not bad. It has been a speedy walk. I'm at 40 minutes at this point because I've been stopping to gather stones. But, you know, on that walk up, as we were talking about Jesus, I did pick up five or six nice stones. If you see anything else in the Bible about stones, do get in touch. Um, I mean, I'm sure that's where being stoned to death came from. Uh, why would you choose that as a punishment if it wasn't a punishment for being too obsessed with stones? Maybe in a sexual way, and that's what I'm saying. That that would be an ironic death. You would say, well, crucifixion, why did they crucify them? That's, well, because it's putting them away from stones, isn't it? It's keeping them, their hands, their feet, they can't do anything. They're up above the stones, they can't reach the stones. And the biggest thing that, of course, they are being attached to organic material, You'll find all this in the history books. If you want to do more reading about it, Um, this isn't a controversial opinion. If you, it may seem way out and weird and even offensive to you. It's just a theory. Nobody knows. But when you start adding all those different things up, it's hard, isn't it, to think? Come on, why would they put someone on a big cross? Hey, they were cross with them for collecting stones. That's there. Um, But come on. there's no reason to kill someone by stopping their limbs from working, is there? That's crazy. You can just bang them over the head, chop off their head, shoot them with a big gun of some kind. That might not have been available to Jesus' time, but, you know, Jesus could imagine all that. Uh, and crossed this second part of the film, I've picked up one stone, partly because I've been talking about this, my controversial religious beliefs. Anyway, I don't think Jesus was the son of God. I think he was a stone clearer. I think he was there possibly as a herald, the prophet, talking of one who would come, who would stone clear even better than he. Um, The real messiah. Again, messiah, interesting. Mess, ire, someone who's clearing up a mess and is higher than everyone else. Uh, These stones are a mess. (laughs) These are just things to think about at home. Uh, I'm not saying you should worship me as as better than Jesus. But he was 33 when he was caught stone clearing. Oh, first time for the pole, so I didn't tell you it was coming, but you'd have heard the hit. Oh, just missed it the second time. That's gone beyond the field. And Just missed it the third time, hit the fence. But uh, first time hit is always a good thing. I'll just have one more go with a little stone and I've prized out and not even, oh, yeah, hit it without even really trying. That was, I just used the force there. (coughs) I'm sure Jesus did stuff like that as well. Um, so, yeah, so I hope that, uh, I just want to say that all of this stuff is, is only one man's opinion, one special man who's been foretold that he would come, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that, I'm just a person as far as I can see, someone who is very dedicated, it's like more dedicated than most. Um... But anyway, we're back to just uh, less controversial topics uh, than spunking on stones and saying you're the new Jesus. We're ca- we're approaching the uh, the major can now. Um, not again. This is not a very fecund part of. Uh, and I that I mean there, not second part of the field though. The path, I am discovering some quite nice stuff on the path which I couldn't get to before the approach trail oh, this one's. yeah, this is a big that can go on the main can. Created quite a hole in the surface. These holes were fill with time, with soil, and I can't reiterate how hard this soil has become. Um, you could literally use this as concrete. Uh, it's harder than concrete. In many ways, you might say, well, it's harder than concrete, which are you're getting a trowel into it to dig stones out. Well, I am, because I'm good at this. That's how. <coughs> um, yeah, I'm passing a few little stones. It's a few stills you walk along, just stones that somehow found their way mm. into the path loose. Oh, and there's a dog clear coming. I've got to be very quick in getting these three down onto the... without being seen. Wolfie, this way, come here. Uh, it's far enough away I think we can avoid this dog walk as long as they're not me down here but if they follow me this could be a bad news because I won't be able to do my Brexit stone. Oh wolves! Uh, yeah I think we've avoided them. Uh, if I can't do my Brexit, bitch stone, who knows what will happen. Um, so hopefully that will happen. I'm carrying a big apple of trowel of course which is a bit of a giveaway. Just deposited that away. Waving a dog walking, pretending I'm a nice, normal human being. He doesn't collect stones. Come on, Wolf Good girl. Just be not just act normally, Wolfie. Don't give anything away. Uh, I've been out for uh, 27 minutes, which is about the time I said I'd be. I said it'd be about half an hour, so it's done quite well. I'm glad I didn't cut this short. Imagine if I cut this short and that uh, you wouldn't have had any of that if I hadn't gone that way. And that is, it's like, have you seen the film Sliding Doors? It's a bit like that. Oh good, the woman's gone the other way, so that does leave us open to getting some Brexit ditch stones, which I really have to get out of the pathway again because there's just not much around here, but also the field is so high with. Oh, and that was what I was talking about, the siblings down there. Really formed pieces into tiny shards. I'm going to keep those together, they're going in the Brexit ditch. Uh, and increasing their power, I think maybe they understood what their job was there. But, well, one stone might not be enough to stop Brexit this week, Rich. Let me help you. I will shatter into shards of sharp. I'm feeling them on my field. This is sharp flint, but now five times as powerful as it was when it was just one stone. They're also, you know, a lot smaller in a lot weight. Those stones will hopefully, as I throw them, manage to forge themselves together if they can find something to stick themselves with. Which, you know, again, that could be that could be your role. Richard from Hertfordshire, whoever you are, into the Brexit dish, they go, oh, they didn't make a clank, I don't like when they do not make a plank. Uh but they, there's a lot of vegetation down there, um, hopefully that's not a indication of anything negative, uh, the world's stayed pretty safe and nothing bad has happened since I've started doing that, so I wouldn't like uh, to be responsible for anything going wrong. Yeah. um so' just picking up another couple of my stones out of the pot so just to put on the opening can. some really good stones that I've just been walking over as a pathway that uh, they still need to be taken off the field remember they will be plowed up they will find their way back onto the field if you don't get them off the field so I hope you enjoyed today's podcast um uh, today's chapter. Do remember there's a very few days as I talk left to take part, get part to that Kickstarter to get your very own stone, to see a documentary about stone clearing, to get a stone clearing t-shirt, which I think is going to be really good. Hopefully the t-shirts will be available to view this week. We've got Top Designer working on them, and by that I mean, I mean a good designer, not designer who designs tops, but he does do both. Um, we we'll found a brick in the pathway. And this is sort of illegal, but I'm throwing that back towards the field. It will yeah, make it a nice stone for something in the wall. That's sort of wrong what I did there. It was against the rules of stone, came, but there are no rules of stone. Clearing. I just couldn't resist it. It looked too good. So, yeah, so do check out those T-shirts. Um, go to UK slash kickstarter. Uh, I'm hoping we might not need to do any more kickstarters for Rahelastuffer with the way things are going in that rest of the year, have got a few other plans but I might do a, a I'm sort of thinking I might do a specialist a low target stone clearing kickstarter later in the year just in case we need topping up funds for stuff. Um, in which maybe I write a book about stone clearing and that would be the only way that you can get hold of it we'll see maybe a pamphlet for poorer uh, stone clearers but you know a big hardback but those prepared to invest who really want to get better at stone clearing we'll see, these, these are just thoughts going on in my mind You know, I should probably try and think of doing some proper work that would advance my career but you know that's one of the things that stone clearing has made me realise our petty human concerns our ideas of success and failure the rat race we're in not important not at all important when you see It all compares So, what I'm doing out here. Real important work. Very important work. So that's it uh, for this week. I'm back within, uh, pretty much within the half hour. So uh, my wife can't say a thing. She doesn't know what I've been doing. Or all she thinks I've been doing is walking the dog, which cleverly I've managed to do. Very cleverly. Anyway, we've got to get ready to go into town so I will bid you a jig and give Wolfie some food and we'll see you next time for chapter 22 of Stone Clearing hopefully you'll all have over- joined in with those Kickstarter rewards by then Thanks for listening See you next time on Stone Clearing with Richard Terry. Just, uh Ironically setting up uh, my compost bin here. Not important is it? Bits of food. Who needs food when you have stones? Stone Clearing with Richard Herring Starred me Richard Herring, with Wolfie the Dog nobody else really in this week's apart from the woman who waved at me from a distance thank you to Mike Cosgrave for composing this music thank you to the voice of the Fatones Michael Fahim get your name in these credits by going to rohelastoper.com.uk slash kickstarter bye